Great to have you along for the ride. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Glad to have this man back. He is a movie maker, an author, a generally incredible man. It's Dinesh D'Souza. Brand new movie got called Police State. Dinesh, when does it come out? Joe, I'm really excited. We had the opening uh, last night uh, jam-packed with the theaters, and we have one more day in the theaters tomorrow, which is Wednesday, October 25th. But the only place to get the tickets is from policestatefilm.net. That's the website. You put in your zip code, it pulls up the theaters around you. So you can see it tomorrow night in theaters or Friday at home. It's the virtual premiere and tickets also at the same place, policestatefilm.net. What blows my mind is the excitement about this movie. Everybody realizes that you're uncovering something that central government didn't want uncovered. The fact that you've got Dan Bongino, a former Secret Service agent. You've got Kyle Serafin, former FBI agent. He's a whistleblower. You've got these people that are uncovering exactly how under surveillance we are. Uh, I, I love all your movies and all your books. You know that I do. Uh, and, and, and I think that you are incredible. But this one has a different feeling, Dinesh. Do you feel that? Yeah, it's almost like um, I've been able to observe the reaction in the theater after the movie ends. And it's just a combination. It's an emotionally riveting kind of response that I haven't seen with any of my other movies. So in that sense, this one is my most haunting. It's my most unforgettable. Part of it, I think, is it takes you into the bowels of the police state, shows you kind of the evil machinations of how it works, all the way from censorship, surveillance, political targeting, political prisoners, I mean, ultimately, the goal of a police state is to turn the whole citizenry into a into a prison camp. And, and it's a very scary prospect. And we're hurtling to it really very fast. Just uh, how much of our liberties we have lost just in the last couple of years. So the film issues a kind of urgent warning. And I think if people would see this film, it would shock them out of complacency. PoliceStateFilm.net. PoliceStateFilm.net. It's Dinesh D'Souza. Most of my life, I'm 57 now. Most of my life, I thought, ah, get out of here. They're not really doing that. There's no way. We've got the, the, the Constitution. Our Fourth Amendment says they can't surveil us. They can't do what, they, what you say they're doing. There's no way they're doing that. And Dinesh, I think that you're uncovering it to a point to where we can't even be confused anymore. Now we understand that, I mean, they're trying to do even more. Let's, let's put biometrics at airports. Let's, uh, let's get facial you know, recognition anywhere we go. Let's put a camera on every corner. Let's surveil every, uh, every you know, phone in everybody's pocket. People don't realize how, how intense this has become, do they? Not only is it a comprehensive scheme of, of tyranny, but to some degree it is worldwide. If you look at a lot of the restrictions, for example, that came with covid uh, you would see the same thing happening in Canada, the same in Australia, the same in New Zealand, the same across Europe. So suddenly you realize it's not just a police state. We're dealing with the possibility of a police planet, a police planet in which in which the whole human race is under certain forms of subjugation. And there's no real easy form of escape, especially with the ways in which technology can track you down if you try to run. PoliceState.net, police state movie. I'm sorry, PoliceStateFilm.net. Make sure you get that right. PoliceStateFilm.net. Go and check it out. There's a teaser there. You can go and check it out in the, in the movie theater again. It's tomorrow night or this week. Then you can get it and download it on Friday for the virtual uh, premiere. I'm going to see you next week at the premiere, and I can't wait for that. Uh, it's going to be amazing. Dinesh, I interview people for a living. I think I'm okay at it. Um, and the question that I come up with in more interviews than, than any is why. Why exactly would there be a cabal, a central government, WEF, globalist, wannabe group of people? Why exactly would they want to control us to this level? Why don't they want people to be free? I think it's because this impulse to, to tyranny 
is really part of human nature. And the genius of the American founders, I think, was to recognize that this is a temptation. And it's not enough to sort of appeal to the better angels of our nature. What have you have to create institutional arrangements and you have to try to solidify rights and embed them in a constitution and then have people who will uphold that constitution because otherwise, uh, what happens is people have a natural desire to want to use power to rule over other people. There's a lot of pleasure in that, and there's a lot of benefit for themselves in that. It's the same pleasure, by the way, that causes a slave owner to want to have work done for him for free. Most of us would take that deal if we get to be on the slave owner side instead of being on the slave side. What a great comparison, and that really does tell tell a lot. It's Dinesh D'Souza. Go and see his movies called Police State. Go to policestatefilm.net and make sure that you check it out. You know whose, whose face comes to mind, Dinesh, when you say things like that? It's John Kerry. And, and here's the reason why. I think some of the globalists, some of those wannabe tyrants, are very good at acting. John Kerry's not. He'll basically look at you and say, I'm better than you. I look down my nose at you. I get a $4,000 haircut and fly my, my, you know, hairdresser in via private jet. Yet you should only walk to work and wear a, a t-shirt and shorts. This guy to me epitomizes what the police state really is. Do you get that feeling from him as well? I don't even know if he's in the movie. I'll be honest with you, but he it seems to be the quintessential wannabe tyrant. I mean, I think that there is a kind of um, certain aristocratic sentiment. Yes. And people like Klaus Schwab at the World Economic Forum, you know, we have him in the movie goes, yes, there needs to be a real, what is he called? The Great Reset. So what he means is a great reset in which he's in charge. Obviously, if there was right. a great, great reset in which I was in charge and he was incarcerated, <laughs> you know what I'm getting at? These are guys who always foresee an arrangement which puts them at the top of the food chain, them giving orders, everybody else serving them tea. Uh, and this is the world that they like, and they're actively working to build it. Now, the police did also involves a lot of other types of people, henchmen, apparatchiks, Merrick Garland types kind of people, you know, FBI agents who have to kick in the door of a 65-year-old grandmother and go into her apartment. So lots of different types of people are involved, but it's all toward the scheme of reducing people to a certain type of servitude. I love that you went there. Uh, you're right. Aristocratic is exactly the word that I was looking for for John Kerry. Klaus Schwab, the same thing. Question on Klaus Schwab. Did you think that 70-some-odd years after World War II, the world would be listening to some clown that looks like him and speaks with that thick German accent. It blows my mind that any, I, I look at that guy, I think he's a cartoon character. There is a cartoonish element to all this, and there's even a stupid element to it. But as I read Solzhenitsyn's The Gulag Archipelago, which I'm discussing on my podcast, you see the bureaucratic stupidity of the police state. I mean, they have quotas. At one point, Solzhenitsyn says a group of gypsies showed up and they were asking the police for directions, but the police hadn't filled their quota. So they're like, arrest the gypsies, you know, just throw them in the prison camp. That way we can mark down some more bodies have come in. Our job is done for the day. We can all go back home. So the police state and the end is very undiscriminating in who its targets are. It really doesn't care as long as it meets its bureaucratic goals. You must see this. It's Police State, it's uh, the name of the film, policestatefilm.net, policestatefilm.net. Go to that website, see the teaser, find a theater, go and watch it in the theater, and then download it on, uh, on Friday, or see it digitally on Friday when it's available. It's uh, Dinesh D'Souza. You brought up Merrick Garland, and I got to know what you think about this guy. How does he fit in? Is he part of the cabal? Is he a useful idiot? Because for him to sit there in front of Congress and pretend he doesn't know anything and do this weird sniveling sort of weak man act that he does, I don't know who he is. Who is this guy? 
He's a he's a kind of a mafia lawyer. I mean, he's the consigliere to the Biden, you know, crime family. And I think he fully understands his role. And he also understands his role is to put on a certain front because, see, our police state is very deceptive. It's not the same as Stalin's police state where they just come and grab you. They don't have to give you any explanations right. or any reasons. Our police state needs a camouflage. So this guy will go up there and say things like, well, you know, I lost some relatives in the Holocaust. And the lesson I learned from the Nazis is to be very neutral and uphold the law. I think the lesson he learned from the Nazis is the exact opposite, which is that when you target a group of people, in, in the Nazi case, Jews, you dehumanize them, you degrade them, you ostracize them, then it's very easy to incarcerate them and even to exterminate them. He is playing exactly a Nazi-style politics, this time with his political opponents, uh, dehumanizing them, degrading them, and of course, seeking to incarcerate them, but all by putting on a kind of a pious manner. So this is a gangster, but it's a gangster who pretends to be a priest. It's the next Souza. Go to policestatefilm.net, and it's in the theaters again. As we do the interview, it's on. It's the twenty fourth of October. It's in the theater on the twenty fifth. You could also go on his on that website and get it on Friday. And I can't wait to see the movie. Is are they only successful, Dinesh, in making a police state effective? If they divide us, because this goes back to Obama, which is when this thing all got on steroids. To me, his dividing us by race, by ethnicity, by religion, by 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 politics, that opened the door for the federal government to say, hey, we can control these people if we don't let them talk to each other. Is that a big part of this? The division is a form of targeting. So it's not just that they benefit from division, it's that they're able to take a group of people and start demonizing them, making them into the subversives and the villains. And see, this becomes a pretext to then call for suspensions of civil liberties uh, and, and treating these people ultimately as second-class citizens. That's, what's, that's really what's going on here. Really what the Democrats and the left are trying to do is establish a one-party state. Now, even a one-party state by itself is not that bad. FDR had a one-party state from 1932, and the Democrats pretty much had a one-party state until Reagan. But the Democrats weren't gangsterized in the way uh, uh, then that they are now. And they've, all, they've also indoctrinated people to the point to where people will say stupid things like, got nothing to hide, what's the problem? Let them come to your house. Let them check your car out. Let them look in your closet. Let them surveil you. What, you you're not a bad guy. Why do you care? What are you hiding? They have a whole, they have 100 million people plus, Dinesh, in this country that will take up for them as they squelch our rights. How did that happen? Well, there's, there's, that's the tyrannical side, but there's also the other side, which is to say that Republicans, conservatives, patriots, a lot of the January 6th guys, when they were cornered by the FBI, were very happy to talk to them. They're like, I trust the FBI. I'm, I'm back the blue all the way. I, I don't have anything to hide. I don't have anything to fear. And little did they know that they were falling into a trap. So I think there's now a healthy skepticism of some of these institutions. But the bottom line of it is, no, do not have this naive confidence that you can somehow get away with it. Solzhenitsyn even says that when people come to arrest, and this is in the Soviet police state, the first thing that people blurt out is, why me? Like, what did I do? Right. How can I clear up this matter? And the answer is, there are, there's never any answer to that question. You cannot clear it up. You're on a list. They're out to get you. And so rather than spending your time on the why me start thinking of ways to resist and roll back the police state police state film.net go to the website go go check out the teaser you can also see it in the theater on the 25th of october you can go to the website and get it on friday uh, dinesh i appreciate you th that you did this uh, i know you've got to go just give me one quick 20 seconds if you don't mind 
What exactly is it that you think people will say? You saw it last night. What are they saying as they walk out of the theater? Are they scratching their heads? They couldn't believe it? I think that people are filled with a combination of, well, there's an enlightenment in the film, but it's also emotionally kind of wrenching. And there actually are some people crying as they leave the theater, crying, not really, but they're crying for what the country has become. You know, I said that this is a scary film, not because I've used major cinematic technique. It's It's a scary film because it's scary, the things that are happening in this country. And what I do in the film is I bring you up close to them so you can, you're, you can sort of feel the hot breath of the police state on your face. PoliceStateFilm.net. Go there. Go check it out right now. It's Dinesh D'Souza. Dinesh, thanks a million. Best to Debbie. I can't wait to see the movie next week. Looking forward to it, Joe. All right, brother. We're back after this. Stay right here. Joe Pags. PoliceStateFilm.net, that is the website for Dinesh D'Souza's new movie called Police State. It'll be again in theaters on the 25th tomorrow. So go find a theater near you. You can only get tickets on that website. Any other ticket place that says they're selling tickets or not, it's not, uh, you got to get it from the official site, PoliceStateFilm.net. So go and do that. I wanted to revisit what Corrine Jean-Pierre said yesterday. She was asked about anti-Semitism and the president's response to the possible uptick and anti-Semitism after what, what's going on in the Middle East. And her answer was all about Muslims. Level of concern right now about the potential rise of anti-Semitism in light of everything that's going on in Israel. So a couple of things. Um, look, um, uh, we have not seen uh, any credible uh, threats. I know there's been always questions about uh, credible threats. Uh, and so I uh, just want to make sure that that's out there. But look, uh, Muslim and those perceived uh, to be Muslim have endured a disproportionate uh, number of hate-fueled attacks. Uh, and certainly President Biden understands that many of our Muslim Arab, Arab Americans and Palestinian American loved ones and neighbors are worried about the hate being directed at their communities. And now, as Kerry said today, she claimed that she just heard the question wrong. Anti-Semitism doesn't sound like Islamophobia, doesn't sound like people going after Muslims. She's just reading some standard thing yesterday, didn't didn't care what the question was. She knew that she had to get that out there and did it. So today she walks out, and the first thing she says is something about, I think, moral clarity. Make something clear uh, at the top, because I understand how important uh, moral clarity is, especially at this time. So when Jews are targeted because of their beliefs or their identity, when Israel is singled out because of anti-Jewish hatred, that is anti-Semitism. <laughs> so she gives a definition for anti-Semitism, Carrie. So that, that she corrects so it, I guess. she just wants people to know she knows the definition, right? Yes, because yesterday <laughs> she clearly it. didn't. Now you say that she wanted, because I didn't see this part, she wanted to say, I, I, mis, I misheard the question. Yeah, you need to, yeah. Yes. I don't have anything, I mean, that's the, the one piece that I have. So um, that, that's really lame. Yeah. Can I read to you? This is what she said. The quote, I appreciate the chance to address this. Yes, I did mishear the question as I have foot stomped many times in the podium and on the air. Anti-Semitism is an abomination that this president has fought against his entire life. And I feel strongly about that work. That's why in the briefing room, I have blasted the repulsive increase in anti-Semitic rhetoric, conspiracy theories and hate crimes in our nation, calling out that tragically, this is a rising threat and it is a threat the president's taking concrete action every day to fight 
Mm, well, no, he hasn't, but they've done the work. I'm glad she mentioned the work. Mm-hmm. Yes. Karen, did she outline the work at all? Because I'm still waiting to see what the no, work is. she did not. Just that she feels strongly about that work that the president's doing. So she feels strongly about the work. Yeah. And also, she claims that she everyday foot stomps in, yeah. the, in the briefing room As about anti-Semitism. foot stomped many times in the podium. Anti-Semitism is an abomination. What does that mean? Um, thump, thump, thump. I'm mad about I don't know. Foot stomped at, at the podium. I've never I heard the term know. before. I hadn't either. Uh, here's here's her next uh, piece of audio from today. The American people is counting on us. And the president is doing his job. He's doing his job domestically and as commander-in-chief. Okay, I'm pretty sure she said the American people is counting on us. And I think she said commander-in-chief. Mm. I think. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play it again because I, I think... Th- the American people is counting on us. And that he's the commander on chief? In chief. Well, no, she didn't say that. I know. She doesn't say that. The American people is counting on us. And the president is doing his job. He's doing his job domestically and as commander in chief. Pretty sure commander she says commander in chief. chief? Oh. No, no, commander in huh. chief or commander of chief. That's what it sounds like to me. Commander of chief. So, I mean, listen, it's not far off because Joe Biden might think he just commands one chief somewhere. I guess that's always a possibility, right? He's, he's the commander of chief. One more mm-hmm. time, Karine Jean-Pierre gives a lesson in grammar. The American people is counting on us, and the president is doing his job. He's doing his job domestically and as commander of chief. Cut! Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, what am I supposed to make of that? Then people get mad at me when I make fun of her. And, like, you know, I'll get some doofus right. Well, you weren't perfect when you read that thing. I do three hours a day. I've never promised to be perfect. <laughs> no. I try my best, but if I mess it up, I'll go back. If I say the American people is, I'll say, I mean, the American people are. Or if I say commander-in-chief, I'll say commander-in-chief. You know what I mean? I don't know that I would just let it go, would you? I know. I, I don't think I would. Not something One like that. She, doesn't, she, she must not know she made a mistake. I don't know. Right? I don't know. 888-941-PAGS, 888-941-7247, JoePags.com. Click on Watch Now, click on Listen Live, click on all the links. It's a matter with you. Go start clicking. Back after this. This is the Joe Pags Show.